0: there, and welcome to In My Words, Jumo's podcast series that brings the experiences of real patients directly to you. At Jumo, we provide resources for children and families to understand, manage, and own their health. Sign up for free at JumoHealth.com.
1: Hi there, this is Christy in Melbourne, Australia. Here we are for our fifth episode on multiple sclerosis. This episode will be all about family and MS. Most people diagnosed with MS are between the ages of 20 and 40. This means that MS often affects people with young families or people who may one day plan to have a family. We're thankful to have here with us Adriana, who since being diagnosed with MS at the age of 26 has had beautiful twins. Adriana will talk to us about having kids and some of the challenges she faces as a parent living with MS. We'll also hear from MS nurse Belinda Bardsley and neurologist Mike Boggold, who will share their professional advice on family management. Adriana, can you tell us about your experiences and feelings about becoming a mother and the role MS played in your decision to have a family?
2: So I've always known I wanted to be a mum I just thought it would happen, you know, after my 30s, once I'd had an established career and I, me and Mark had set ourselves up, got married, things like that. MS was never on on the cards. I don't think it is for anyone. But that kind of just, you know, cemented the fact that being a mother was the highest priority for me, for my future. So with that in the back of my mind, I tried to do everything in my power to... know become a healthy person because before my diagnosis i wouldn't say i was very healthy so those things i did that because that was what i wanted to do having my children was a difficult thing in itself unrelated to ms we had some issues falling pregnant and that in turn impacted my mental state of mind but again like anything that happens to me now I, i just worked through it had a great team of doctors did what I had to to get back on track with everything and then I was very blessed to have not one but two amazing children Leo and Olivia and they are eight months old eight and a half months old today actually and they're just the best and I honestly could not imagine my life without them and if I had to do what I did all over again I'd do it in a heartbeat because it was worth it my priority is to do even more in my power and put more effort into my health firstly to you know to stay as well as i can but secondly i want to instill that in my kids at an early age you know that being a healthy person or living that kind of lifestyle is important and just to show them that because eventually they will know that mum has ms but just to know that you know never to give up i think that's important to show them how to move through life never giving up and if they're faced with challenges then there's ways to overcome it having ms itself was never an issue in falling pregnant or fertility and things like that it was more so managing pregnancy and managing motherhood with your illness my fear was what if i'm too tired like how do you when you've got kids how do you just go and have a sleep like it's really hard but We make it work. Like I do ask for more help and things like that. So we manage it quite well. I think the biggest thing that impacted my illness was the fact that pregnancy and my illness was coming off medications. Now, not enough studies show that with your medications, you can use it whilst you're pregnant. And for me, it was a big note anyway. So my team of people, the best thing for me to do was come off my medication when we are ready to start trying. So I came off that medication six months before trying, just to make sure that it was out of my system. Mentally that was really difficult because I felt like I had done so well because I was on it. And I thought that my backup wasn't there anymore. I was off it for a lot longer than what we had hoped and that's because we experienced some fertility issues unrelated to MS. So it just became a more scary time because I thought at any day, I was going to relapse and I wasn't going to be okay and I felt cruel to bring a child into this world that I couldn't possibly take care of. So again, that fear factor really got bought up and that's when I really utilised my team of professionals like my psychologist and my GP and things like that to help me get through that time because I just was not coping with just too many things were happening and it was hard to push through that. But pregnancy itself was amazing i at the time just thought i had stayed the same it wasn't until after i had the kids that i realized some of my symptoms actually improved while i was pregnant so the sensation of touch and things like that actually lessened so my lack of sensation lessened during my pregnancy (laughs) but once i had the kids it went back to normal it didn't get worse it just went back to normal so it wasn't a big enough risk for me to say no don't have kids there are studies and things like that about genetics and being passed on again talking with my doctors and things made me quite comfortable with the fact that you know it's quite a low low thing obviously more studies and things need to be done but you know we decided that again it was such a low low risk low impact thing that we decided to start a family
1: yeah i'm
2: glad we did because they're perfect yeah (laughs)
1: Thank you, Adriana. Congratulations on becoming a mum to your beautiful twins. Whether or not to start a family is a big decision. Let's hear Dr Boggold and Belinda's clinical perspectives on family planning, MS and pregnancy.
3: When we consider that the patients we diagnose with MS are predominantly female, so three-quarters of the patients newly diagnosed will be female, and the average age of onset is 30, Issues around pregnancy and family planning are clearly a key concern for many of our patients and have to be taken into consideration around not just the diagnosis but also in terms of treatment. However, I think there are a couple of things to say initially. Firstly, there's no evidence that MS adversely affects fertility. 20 to 30 years ago, the advice to patients with MS was not to have children or to avoid pregnancy because of concerns it might worsen the MS or the patients might not able to cope with pregnancy, this was clearly wrong and we would certainly never advise patients not to consider starting a family. The other question that's often asked early is about risk to children in terms of the genetics that we know influences risk of the disease and again here the genetic risk is low and shouldn't be a big consideration for our patients. The risk to the children of a patient with MS of developing the disease is around 3%, so relatively small risk. As far as planning a family is concerned, this is clearly a factor that we take into account when uh, talking about treatment options and increasingly is one of the factors that we will look at when talking about an individual therapy which may have risks in pregnancy or in terms of the activity of the disease and whether it may be better to consider treatment to control the disease and defer plans for pregnancy. But it's certainly a factor that plays heavily into all of these considerations around treatment.
1: Adriana mentioned that coming off of her treatment to conceive was a scary time for her. Do all patients need to come off treatment when trying to get pregnant?
3: Management of multiple sclerosis around the time of pregnancy is an area of increasing interest as our experience with treatment increases. It used to be that the view was that patients should come off their therapy to conceive because of concerns about the potential for the adverse effect of treatment. However, as treatments have become more effective, the concern has actually shifted that coming off treatment, certainly to wait to conceive, may expose patients to greater risk of relapse than is justified. Clearly, decisions around pregnancy need to be made carefully between the clinician and the patient, thinking about the individual therapy and its potential risks, but also clearly taking into account the risk of the ms relapsing so for many of our patients we will look to continue treatment up until the time of conception and for certain patients particularly those perhaps with highly active disease or depending on the medication concerned, there may be a case in certain patients for considering treatment through pregnancy again a careful balance of the risks and the benefits for that individual patient
4: if a patient is contemplating a pregnancy and tossing up whether or not they're going to start a treatment or have a baby sometimes we encourage them to go away and think about what they'd like to do first because it might, might actually be more sensible for them to just plow ahead and try and get pregnant and do that first because the pregnancy itself is quite protective and often as protective as embarking on a treatment and they'd perhaps be better to do that than start a therapy and then have to come off it and then try for a pregnancy, but doing it that way around and sort of trying for a family straight away and then look at initiating a, a treatment when you've had your baby, had some a period of breastfeeding, and then we'll look at, you know, initiating a, a treatment afterwards. It's unusual to see breakthrough disease while a patient is pregnant, while a woman is pregnant. We do sometimes see it, and when we see it, we are a little bit more concerned uh, that they have a bit more aggressive disease than than others but usually the pregnancy itself is quite confers quite a lot of protection against the disease itself there is a known phenomenon that there can be a bit of a rebound relapse postpartum and so we watch women quite carefully after they've had the baby and there tends to be you know this sort of potential for a rebound relapse usually within about around the three-month mark postpartum and so particularly if we if it's somebody that we're concerned about who has quite active disease going into the pregnancy we would be concerned that a couple of months after their their baby's been born we would be concerned that they might have a, a quite a nasty relapse afterwards so we would be encouraging them to get back onto the therapy quite quickly.
3: I would certainly strongly advocate for my MS patients to consider breastfeeding. There have been a couple of studies that have suggested that breastfeeding may offer some degree of protection from disease activity, though this is perhaps somewhat contentious. In some patients clearly we want to re-establish them on drug treatment early after pregnancy to reduce the risk of relapse, but for certain drugs it is possible to take therapy and breastfeed But again, this is a case-by-case basis and a drug-by-drug basis.
1: What is your advice to patients after they've had a baby?
3: In short, I tell them not to be a martyr. Take the help that's available, recognise that you've got a long-term medical condition and it's in your interests to stay well, to be looking after not just the baby, but the toddler, the child and the teenager that they will become.
1: As we've heard, people living with MS can choose to have a family without issue, and pregnancy and breastfeeding are encouraged if suitable for the patient and the baby. Remember that a parent living with MS can easily become tired, and asking for help is one strategy to cope with the responsibilities of parenthood. Although being a parent with MS or being a child with a parent who has MS will present its own set of challenges, open communication from the start can help build trust and understanding. Both patients and healthcare professionals agree on this. Open communication is key.
2: I haven't talked to my kids about MS yet as they're too young to understand, but they're involved in our lives, everything that we do. So we do a lot of other charity fun runs and things like that. So we did the run for the kids on the weekend. Obviously we walked with the kids. So they'll always be a part of that. So we'll be doing the MS walk in June. um, We'll be doing the Mother's Day Classic in May. So as they grow, they will know that this are the types of things that mum and dad do. We like to support people and these things. And I think I'm a very open person. So I think from a young age, once they start understanding things, it will always be something we talk about, you know, mum has MS, what does that mean? So that they grow up knowing about MS and knowing that I'm going to be okay, but there would be times where I might not be and what they can do to help mum through those times and especially help dad through those times and help each other. And just to know that whatever happens, like they'll always be taken care of and loved. I think you just gotta be transparent. I know we, we do tend to sugarcoat things for kids, but I think in this case, I think honesty and just being really open about it is what will work for us. And that's what I will choose to do with my kids. And I do know a lot of people who have kids with MS and their kids are amazing like from an early age they're helping even though they don't realize they're helping but they're like "Mummy, do you want do you want me to get you a pillow like just little things like that like they're they're just there so there's things I've taken from other parents with illnesses what I want to take away and instill in my children from an early age you know I'm doing well and things like that and I talk about how good my life is but there are some bad days and I think that will be the hardest when my kids can understand that so we need to let them know what happens before yeah
4: to soften the blow I guess so they're not scared so I think you know for a very young child you want to explain that mum or dad is likely to feel a bit tired and maybe a bit extra tired and maybe a bit more tired than other kids parents and might need a bit more of a rest and I but I'm all for being open about it because it's a diagnosis that has a name and I think the kids need to know what the name is and I think it's reasonable if the kids talk to other kids about what their mum or dad has. And I also think that the school, you know, the teachers probably need to know, but in very simple terms, and I think as an MS nurse, I would be happy to go to that patient's child's school or a workplace or whatever, and sort of explain in terms that they would understand so that they could sort of support that child as well to understand why that kid's parent was extra tired or needed a walking stick or couldn't go to some of the functions at the school or whatever. But I am very much an advocate for having openness in the household. And otherwise, I think kids can be really frightened and scared and confused about what on earth is going on. And I think they're way more intuitive than I think people give them credit for.
3: There's the issue of when to tell a child What age is it reasonable? Again, this is going to vary from family to family, and individuals will have a clear view on this. But I think, whether it be around families, friends, employers, it's about openness and being prepared to talk about the issues that MS presents and the challenges it presents and finding ways to work around them.
1: Even with open communication, there will be issues that come up for parents with MS raising children. Fatigue is a common symptom that often limits the ability of a parent with MS to do things. Adriana, looking to the future, do you have any concerns when it comes to raising your family? So looking to the future,
2: you know, I know we're going to experience some difficult times, I guess, when the kids understand more and they see that, you know, mum does have some bad days where, you know, I'm not going to lie, there's days where I physically can't do much at all like I find it really difficult to move my arms and legs because I'm so tired those days will be hard for them to see it's really difficult for my family to see and my husband to see me like that it's really difficult for my friends to see me like that so I can just imagine how hard that would be on my children but we just need to you know teach them before they're able to visualize me being unwell you know that that's what could happen to mum and it's okay like I'm fine I just need one day to get over that I think just, yeah, be really transparent. I know they're children, but they're not stupid. And the more we teach them earlier on, the more they adapt and they learn. You know, I might not always be able to, you know, take them here, there and everywhere, like things like that. I might not be able to have like their friends over and they have sleepovers and things because I might need my rest. I might have to cancel things last minute because I'm not well enough to to do it, like family holidays or, parties and things like you know I know they're not big deal things but to a child they are and you know telling them that they can't do something because of me that will just break my heart so you know I don't know when they have kids if I'm going to be well enough to look after them like say my mum looks after my kids you know like I do worry about my future it's only normal but you know that's why I just try and make the most of what I have now and I even, you know, that's just speaking me as a parent with MS, but I'm sure parents, every parent feels the same. Like, you worry if you're always going to be there for your child, you know. And But in saying that, anything could happen to any of us tomorrow. So that's why if I can be in control of the things that I can be in control of, I will be in control of those because I feel like I've helped myself in those aspects and if anything else is going to happen to me, then I've done what I can in everything else. In my words being a parent with MS means, well I'd like to say it means that I'm a super mom <laughs> just like any other mother out there but for me I'm just I'm so proud of myself like being able to do what I do with my twins and I didn't realize I could do this before like the fears that I had before I had the children was like, will I be a good mother? But what it's taught me is that having MS does not define your parenting skills or your ability to love unconditionally or be there for your child, like that, it it doesn't. So, you know, it just makes me feel blessed that I have two beautiful kids and yeah, I, I have this disease called MS, but it's never gonna impact my ability to love my children and I'm glad that I didn't listen to the doubts in my mind and not have children because, um, yeah, my life is just so much better having them. Like, it's changed my outlook on life. Like, I thought that I was just gonna have this one big thing in my life and it was gonna be MS. And yes, I've done some amazing things with it. Um, I've met incredible people, I've raised, you know, a big chunk of money for MS, but this is, something that i don't think my life would have been complete if i didn't have so being a parent with ms does mean that there's some things i may not be able to do with my kids but i will try my very best to always be there love them support them and make sure they have the best life possible and it's making me put more effort into all those other aspects of my life so that i can enjoy a very long and happy healthy life with my family.
1: Thank you Adriana for sharing with us what being a parent with MS means to you. We'd also like to thank MS nurse Belinda Bardsley and neurologist Mike Boggold for their valuable insight on planning and managing family life. Raising a family can be wonderful and fulfilling, but also demanding and trying at times, especially for a parent living with MS open communication with your children from a young age can help them understand and learn what ms means for them for you and for your family throughout the past five in my words episodes on multiple sclerosis we've learned a lot about ms we've heard how ms can have a huge impact on one's life but that treatment and supportive therapies can help a person with ms control their disease and manage their symptoms We've also seen how positive lifestyle changes can make a big difference in how well a person with MS lives and that no matter whether one has MS or not, family and raising children can be a treasured part of life. We'd like to say a big thank you to Adriana for opening up her world to us, giving us a glimpse into her life since being diagnosed with MS and sharing her approach to living a healthy and happy life. Her stories and advice, I'm sure, have resonated not only with people with MS, but with all our listeners. Even in the face of diagnosis like MS, Adriana was able to overcome, with the support of her family, friends and healthcare team, her denial, anger and fears, and adapt to living her life with MS as healthily as possible and with positivity and love. Adriana has found meaning in her family and in supporting other people living with MS and she is a wonderful example of how one can surmount the challenges of living with MS to see the good and beauty in life. We're grateful for having the privilege of speaking with MS nurse Belinda Bardsley who shared with us valuable information and advice on being diagnosed with MS and living well. And thank you, Dr. Mike Boggold, for your time, for helping us understand MS from the medical perspective and for sharing your insight and guidance on treatments and healthy living with MS. Finally, we'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. We produce this podcast using excerpts from interviews with Adriana, Belinda Bardsley, and Dr. Mike Boggold. You can also watch A Day in the Life of Adriana in her In My Shoes video. The link to the video can be found in the show notes. This episode has kindly been supported by MS Australia and sponsored by Roche Pharmaceuticals Australia. Material number 37562681 and prepared in May 2018.
0: Thanks for listening. Interested in hearing something special or want us to help share your story? Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. The health information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to replace discussions with a healthcare provider. In My Words is produced in New York City and distributed worldwide. In My Words, a Jumo production.